tonight. I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Then the world turned inside out and floated around in ecstasy. Midterms 2018 plus one. Welcome to another Psychosemantic cast, also known as the Psychosemantic podcast, sometimes known as the Cinema Psychosemantic Cops, and other names. If you're listening, you already know the drill. If not, and you've stumbled in here, welcome, and I apologize. It is. As I said, E-Day plus one here in the United States, also known as the Cursed Earth, between Mega City 1 and Mega City 2. The U.S. midterms have happened. They're still happening, technically. There's a couple races that haven't been official, but they've been predicted or called or whatever. So I've been having a lot of wonderful conversations today from my secluded spot down in the bomb shelter. And I thought, okay, here we are. Here's where we celebrate. Here's where we keep working and whatnot. As it is right now, 
we supposedly have that multi-party system, but pretty much everything is between the Democrats and the Republicans. Of the In the Senate race right now, it is looking like the Republicans picked up two seats, so their majority that they had and have had is still there. And since they uh, exploded the filibuster, it doesn't really matter if they have two, mu- two more, because as we've seen... The Republican Party relatively just votes all the way down the ticket, and then Joe Manchin goes over there and says, hey, yeah, sure, why not? And then Chuck Schumer gives him a hundred fucking lifetime appointments on the... <laughs> Chuck Schumer gives him... Yeah, okay, so they, they're looking to be gaining two or three, some are even saying four, seats in the Senate. And so Chuck Schumer has traded... About 30 or so lifetime federal judiciary appointments to lose two or three seats in the Senate. So I know a couple people said, oh, it's a good idea. It backfired. Blew up in your children's faces. Over in the House, there are 15 races still to be called. But as it is right now, the Democrats have 223 seats. The Republicans have 197, and out of those, the GOP lost 28, and the Democrats added 28. They needed 23, or need 23, because there's still 15, but everybody's saying that they have claimed control of the House. They haven't had control of the House since 2010. And that's when, as we've said before, that is the year of the Citizens United ruling and the Supreme Court. That has nothing to do with it. Election night was a scary time. Like I said, I am still here in the bomb shelter. I have had some wild turkey and some 007 uh, pipe weed, as the hobbits would say. So Beto Rourke lost, but he's, I don't know. I see him maybe being possibly a vice president candidate in two years maybe a maybe maybe a maybe a president but he's got about two years to bulk up it has been quite some time it is this is the very first time in the trump presidency that there is the threat of checks and balances on his drunken although he says he doesn't drink his cocaine and buffoonery his Big Mackin buffoonery, with the Democrats having taken back control of the House, and we'll get into who will become Speaker and everything like that later. As fucked up as Trump is, actually not all of <laughs> the committees in the House of Representatives can do investigations into him, and I don't think that would really be a good idea for all of them to do that anyway, because it would just be nice to have a functioning government, which we kind of lost when Obama got elected because people lost their fucking minds and Mitch McConnell. Uh, I wanted to, <laughs> for a second, I wanted to say, God rest your soul, but you are evil and evil never dies. Anyway, uh, I've been putting stuff together for this little pep rally before overtime because Trump's been campaigning for the 2020 election since the day after he was installed. 
So everybody cheer, everybody that's listening. Yay. There's a lot to be happy for, but it was a <laughs> the blue wave. It was a blue wet shoe right now. And the the Democrats have some answering to do anyway. I put together a couple things. They ha- they haven't picked who's going to be the leadership yet. Uh, everybody's, well, not everybody, but a lot of people, even Trump, are saying that Nancy Pelosi should be Speaker of the House again. I know she's done the job before, but she did the job before everything became Trumplandia and... She became not the Speaker of the House, and she and Chuck Schumer just rattled around. Right before I started recording, I was reading a little thing in The Nation about Barbara Lee. I'm going to look more into her, but, you know, she's an anti-war congresswoman. Uh, She's got backing by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is kind of the face of the Democratic Party that gets people excited. This is this is all theoretical, but as we saw back in August, the GOP was trying to get their voters re-energized, and they on purpose or accidentally had a leak of a list of things that they were pretty sure the Democrats would investigate if they took control of the House. We won't go over all of them. I put together a little list of some people that'll probably be in charge of which committee and some things that they've said and other things like that. So, okay, first up, the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. That is almost definitely going to be Representative Adam Schiff. He is from California, I'm pretty sure. He's definitely on Twitter. He's he's one of the people that is always kind of, without saying fuck you, saying fuck you to Trump. He'll probably reopen the investigation into the Russian meddling and the 2016 presidential race that got shut down with pretty much nobody getting questioned. It got shut down in March. Schiff is the ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee. One of the things that he said in uh, October was, there are serious and credible allegations The Russians may possess financial leverage over the president, including perhaps the laundering of Russian money through his businesses. It would be negligent to our national security not to find out. They might look into that, which would probably be good, because as of recording, Jeff Sessions has been asked to resign. He has resigned. They're not going to go with Rosenstein. They are going to go with Matthew Whitaker, who was Sessions's chief of staff. And to, I, there, there's a lot of things you can say about the guy, but during the 2016 presidential elections, this is the kind of guy he was, he had to come up with eight questions that he wanted Hillary Clinton asked as a in, in the Democratic debate. Seven of them were about her fucking emails. <laughs> Butter emails. What would probably be next, uh, that probably has a lot of room to look around, would be Elliot Engel of New York, who would theoretically be in charge of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, He hopes to be a counterbalance to Trump's unconventional foreign policy, he says, and he could get the opportunity sooner than anticipated after the killing of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, 
I hope I'm saying that right, inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, uh, the administration is under pressure to punish a close Arab ally. Trump says he has no business with Saudi Arabia. Even Fox News has refuted that. And the president has said he would rather Congress take the lead. Well, <laughs> here's Congress coming up your ass. Uh, the New York Times said Engel could also revive legislation he wrote to hold Russian actors responsible for interfering in the 2016 election and a resolution of inquiry seeking records from Trump's summit meeting with Russian President Vladimir V. Putin earlier this year. Uh, let's see. Elijah Cummings of Maryland will probably be in charge of the Oversight and Government Reform Committee. Cummings is facing one of the most perilous balancing acts. He's tasked with how to scrutinize a heap of Trump administration scandals left untouched by the Republicans. There have been no checks for almost two years without appearing to overreach. Now, everything is a witch hunt. Everything is a fa uh, is fake news to the MAGA machine, but... I, yeah, they, they don't want to just investigate. He, uh, he says he's up for it. He says this is not about trying to get any retribution. It is about trying to bring us back to a sense of integrity. And yeah, I mean, the government, the U.S. government has done a lot of fucked up things. But when people are rooting for members of the FBI, <laughs> you know, things have gone a little crazy. What little integrity there is, but I see his point. Uh, they're, they're saying Cummings may hold immediate inquiries about the EPA's dissolving of its Office of Science Advisor. He can look into voter suppression, uh, the White House's vendetta-like undermining of the uh, Obamacare stuff. The Budget Committee, John... Yarmouth of Kentucky was asked if he would try to force Trump to release his tax returns. And he said, I don't think there's any question about it, which is a very good political answer, which leaves it open, open to interpretation about what that answer is. Today, not, not long ago, Trump said that he is still in that darn crazy audit that he's been in. Ever since he was asked to release his tax returns like every president has since Nixon. He said people don't just don't understand tax returns. He would totally do it if he could, but he can't. He's so powerless. And he also said if people come after him, it'll be warlike. That, that just brings us together. Remember when Trump campaigned on infrastructure? Well, Peter DeFazio of Oregon was likely to be in charge of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. Trump says everybody's going to get along great, which, which he says until you question him. And then he tries to nuke you from Air Force One while he's masturbating with Big Mac sauce. Democrats in the Senate uh, some time ago, which, as we talked about, they did not gain power there. They had a $1.6 which is around the same amount of money that the Trump tax cuts gave to the top percentage of the wealthy in America. Uh, anyway, $1.6 blueprint to rebuild America's roads, bridges, subways, expand high-speed internet, 
gas tax. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that can be done there. Ener- energy and commerce, which is close to... We've definitely talked a little bit about that in the Distinguished Gentleman episode. That is probably going to be Frank Pallone of New Jersey. They have jurisdiction over healthcare, the environment, interstate business, energy. They're going to probably try to stabilize the Affordable Care Act. I wish they would make it more like it was supposed to be before the Republican plan became the plan. People are expecting they're going to try or at least openly try and fail to reduce drug costs. They want to reinstate environmental protections because the EPA run by the smog monster from Fern Gully, Scott Pruitt, has really done some, had some fun there. Pallone is a member of the Progressive Caucus, which might go after the FCC and their net net neutrality shit. Those are those are just a few things. Axios, that liberal rag Axios, in August had that list of things that the GOP was worried about. We talked about Trump's tax returns. There's the Trump's family business. There's the emoluments clause. All the fucked up shit that he's doing with the Trump Hotel in D.C. and Mar-a-Lago. The dealings with Russia we talked about a little bit. The Stormy Daniels payoff. James Comey's firing when he told the Russians that he was worried about Russia, but not anymore because I fired that guy. Uh, He's fired some U.S. attorneys. We've seen that, especially in New York. New York's investigating the Trump charity as basically a money laundering thing right now. There's Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin's business, which is question. There's, uh, I mean, drain the swamp meant fill up the bucket and bring it into the White House, as we all know, as we've been talking about. There's the weird personal email use and the deletion of emails and text messages, which are against the the Records Act, the the preserve preserving of presidential records. There's all the cabinet secretaries using private planes and the 24-hour security details and all that crazy shit. There's the travel ban. There's the the children's prison, tent city, 13,000 migrant children, refugee children imprisoned in camps, in tents at our southern border. They're talking about the northern border, like Canada wants to have anything to fucking do with us. I have offered this country to so many better countries and nobody will take us. Uh, the hacking shit... The way he said fuck you to Puerto Rico. There's all the weird security clearances and the double dealings and the side dealings and the nepotism. And there, <laughs> Congress, this Congress has, I, I'm not sure what they'll do because they've just been kind of doing whatever the fuck they want lately. But generally, they've got about two weeks in November and two weeks in December of work, work, or being their work. And then they're in session until January when the new Congress comes in with a different majority, a different game plan. Mitch McConnell, in all of his kindness, has warned the Democrats not to go too crazy like they did. He admitted that they they did some naughty things and they should learn from the Republicans' lesson that they could put a fucking moron in the White House and have control of the government for 10 years. You don't want that to happen other things that came out in the election there was a massive turnout of young people 
some states had their early voting surpassed their entire voting in 2014. Uh, Florida, they had issue four, which would allow convicted felons the ability to vote once they got out of fucking prison. That's 1.4 million people that'll be able to vote in the next election in Florida. In Louisiana, I think it was New Orleans, but somewhere in Louisiana, a horrible Jim Crow law that allowed felony convictions without a majority in the jury. You didn't even have to have a unanimous jury to convict somebody of a felony and send them to prison or whatever, but that got overturned. Massachusetts passed uh, trans protections. Michigan legalized weed. I think those the uh, 13th state that has recreational. There's at least 30-something that have it in recreational or medicinal. I'm calling all you Ohio State fans. Are you going to let Michigan punk you like that? The Georgia, the Georgia race with all the voter tampering done by the guy that was in charge of overseeing his own election. It's still too close to call as I'm saying this. Usually when it's drawn out like this, it never goes to the better person. So it'll probably go to him. Hundreds of thousands of people kicked off the voter rolls. Again, as we say, if your vote didn't matter, why would the Republican Party be trying so hard and succeeding so hard in preventing you from doing so? Chris Kobach lost. Walker lost. Beto lost to Ted Zodiac Cruz. There were a lot of games. Really not a good guy with numbers. I even had a page or two of written remarks, and I threw that shit away because I remember what fucking show I was on. Uh, so let's see. Uh, uh, other things of note from the from the election: Dennis Hoff, the dead Republican pimp, who died almost a month ago, was elected. <laughs> to the Republican Assembly. They are the party of dead pimps, apparently, which is kind of cool, but kind of not what they were planning to do. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, what, what what's left in January. McConnell, uh, in his other dispensing of advice, said, hey, look, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who, by the way, West Virginia, you've got you've got a little bit of time, but you need to figure out who you are going to primary that Republican with a D with. But he said, hey, look, he voted for Kavanaugh and he won. And that's proof. But, you know, Heller voted for Kavanaugh and lost. Um, who else? Brown, Baldwin, Casey, a couple other people. They all voted against Kavanaugh and they won. In fucking Trump states. So that's just more blah, blah without any evidence. And I was looking into Beto. He lost by 2.6%. In fucking Texas, he lost by 2.6%. The the skateboarding cool punk guy against, against Cruz. Uh, <laughs> he got 4,015,082 votes in 2016. In which most people vote, more people vote in presidential elections than they do in midterms. I think America averages 50-ish, 55% in presidential elections, and they've peaked around 40% during midterms in voter turnout. I don't know how much of that is 
suppress votes. But anyway, in 2016, Hillary got... Okay, so Beto had 4 million and change. Hillary got 3,877,800 votes. And she lost Texas, or both of them lost Texas by a smaller margin than Obama, Kerry, and Al Gore. State legislature-wise, Democrats picked up full control of state governments in Colorado, Illinois, Maine, New Mexico, New York, and Nevada. Uh, the GOP lost full control in Kansas, Michigan. Michigan, you've been kicking ass this election. New Hampshire and Wisconsin. So yeah, there's there was a decent amount of cool fucking shit that 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 came out of this election. It was definitely not a blue wave, but blue wave was a cool hashtag. We can breathe a little bit. We can get back to work and antagonizing tomorrow. Well done, everybody. We can do better. And we're going to do better. We can climb back. My local elections were the fucking pits. But the Republicans lost their sway by about 20 points. 20 points. So it's it's an angry inch. But uh, we've all, you've all fought hard for it. And thank you so much. We've got a little patch of sun. There's a little bit of blood in the water. Shit is gonna get crazier and crazier and crazier until it hopefully gets better. If not, have your have your go bag ready. And maybe we'll get to see some orange orange jumpsuit handcuff walks. The Republicans losing the house, which is gerrymandered to fuck to benefit the Republicans is aside from all the judiciary shit. And thanks again, Chuck Schumer. So that that's kind of where we are as of today. This was our first midterm election together. We'll see where they go. Nancy Pelosi, please. It's like Michael Avenatti running for president. It's kind of funny to talk about, but the, the old guard needs to step aside. And so we'll see where things go. I'm really tired. I was up until about 5 o'clock watching election results. And then I got up at 7. This will be out tonight or tomorrow. Very very close to when this is recorded. This is Wednesday, November 7th. Don't let them get you to the second location. You gotta vote every fucking time. Bring a friend. Bring five. Isn't it funny that they stopped talking about the migrant refugee caravan as soon as the election happened? Other funny things. Fuck Trump. Mitch McConnell is worse because he knows what he's doing. Your nemesis is gonna vote. Don't forget to duck and cover.
Jesus. Too much whiskey. <laughs>